0: Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church.
1: On today's episode, we are starting our hard talk series with part one, obedience. All right, well, welcome back, everyone. It is so good to be here with you, Brian. How are you, man? Welcome.
0: Yeah, I missed you on the last episode. Pastor Allen did a great job. Filling in for you as our co-host.
1: Yeah, I loved. I was uh, listening to that, and uh, it was really cool to hear you guys. And and, uh, and it was nice to to have a break. I had a newborn baby, mm-hmm. so that was fun. Uh, is fun um, and hard, <laughs> but I but understand. It's all
0: good. I understand. I've been yeah. there, no sleep, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just have to. Just readjust your life to yeah. having another human that you're taking care
1: That's of. That's right. And talk to people. So I've, I've been very thankful to have you and Pastor Allen to talk to and to uh, know what to
0: expect. And, and you get the wonderful world of raising a girl now, too. I
1: know. Yeah. So yeah. All the bows. All the bows and the pink things. Everything's pink. Dresses. Mm-hmm. Everything. Dolls. Yeah. Barbies. Yeah. My Little Pony. You'll oh, all you'll yeah. get to
0: experience all of it. I
1: know. I'm, I am. I am actually very excited about all of that stuff, and I'm and I'm happy. I, I want my boys to. I love that my boys are going to have a little sister to look out for, and mm-hmm. I love it exciting
0: don't mess with anastasia because the the samuel and titus oh, will samuel. take care of you yeah you don't want titus I mean, sam,
1: sam will just like d- figure out some evil thing to to ruin your life with and then titus will wreck
0: you so yeah it's just the way it is yeah <laughs> i've seen the videos of them attacking you with foam swords so i'm scared <laughs>
1: you have to lay down because you're dead yeah. yes <laughs>
0: well
1: let's oh, jump okay. into this
0: series this is a series about parenthood this yes. is uh, this That's is right. where we have topics that we think <clears throat> parents deal with, and, and it may not be, it's called hard talk, so it may not be one talk, but right. it may be a series of conversations that you have, and that you have to explain um, these things with your children. We're going to talk about, today we're talking about obedience, we're going to talk about character and we're going to talk about the future future. we're going to talk about sex all of these things that that are really difficult for parents to sort of quantify and put into words many times yeah
1: that's right and and so like you said today you know talking about obedience um it's funny when you when you start thinking through like why is this a, a hard talk first I mean would you say that talking about obedience and and, and having kids obey is that a controversial subject do you think do, do you sense that in the culture or, or have you seen that at all because I, I feel like I've seen that
0: yeah it, it a lot. definitely can be I, I think part of it is we just we just don't consciously think about it as a discussion you know yes that's number one and then yes number two when we do discuss it it's oftentimes in in negative ways Mm, and not seen as something that is good or helpful whenever we have to discipline or we're asking our kids to obey um it's it's a a negative thing well
1: and i think there's a lot of um you know secular uh humanistic (laughs) uh philosophical ideas for parenting there's there is there's a lot of um, parenting advice out there. Mm-hmm. You can go to parenting blogs. You can go to you know as many people as there are. That's how many opinions there are. And so there's there's a lot of stuff that can get really controversial because it's like my opinion versus your opinion, and it can get it can get really heated because you're not just talking about something you know ethereal that doesn't really matter. You're talking about your kids, mm-hmm. and so
0: well, and things have changed too. You know, even from when I was growing up, you know how parents yeah. were disciplined and how we were uh treated in the realm of obedience to where kids are at today. Yeah. And so that's uh different. But I think that there are principles that would span uh you know yeah. span time. And and we're thinking about biblical principles of primarily.
1: Right, because we know that the, the whole the invention of reality came from God and mm-hmm. He's the one who gives us the principles for life, including how to parent, including how to Um, to, to have obedience and see, so if you're talking, here's the thing, these are going to be hard talks because you, you have to talk to your children about obedience or, or else you shouldn't really expect it. You know, you can't really expect something that you don't, uh, communicate. Mm -hmm. And so we have to communicate these things to our kids. But if we don't know these basic principles, how are we going to communicate with our children? Um, and so what we want to do is talk through some of these these biblical principles that we find in Scripture, and then we really want to try to apply these things to different kind of age ranges because this is not something that is only for a certain age range. We want to talk about what does obedience look like for little kids or or you know, school-agers or um, teenagers. So we're going to get into all of that. And so the first thing... In principles from Scripture, we want to ask the question: Why is obedience important? Like, well, so, yeah,
0: I think out. this. I think this speaks to a lot of what you were saying earlier. That oftentimes parents will overreact or underreact. Yeah, there's a there's a vein of parenting where uh, kids must obey <clears throat> everything that their parents says, and everything is uh, like the nuclear option. If you mm-hmm. don't. Put your dirty dishes away after lunch, then you're getting a spanking. Right. You know, or, you know, even things that are accidental. Right. Not willful disobedience, but accidental disobedience, and you get punished the same way. Yeah. And everything, it's like, it's almost like a militant view of raising children. Yeah. Then on the opposite extreme, there's sort of like, we don't believe in punishing our children at all right we don't believe that they you know we believe that they're allowed to let them grow. their true self yeah. right and so you have these two extremes and i i think it both of them are are, are dangerous yeah. and not not helpful and not biblical and so i think that we should have a conversation what does biblical obedience look like why is this important to the Christian parent.
1: Yeah, and and I think, you know, the key for us or one of the keys is to remember that when we're talking about obedience, we're not talking a biblical understanding of obedience is not talking about simply getting behavior modification. You're not just getting your kids to act like robots, and it's not just about selfishly getting our own way. We as parents obey our kids are obe- obeying us is not about us getting what we want versus them getting what they want. It's really about training them to have wisdom for life and love for God. And so that's that's ultimately what it's about. And there's some key principles that we see here. We've we've got them listed here. The first one is that parents have to train their children because mm-hmm. because children need it. Right. They literally mm-hmm. need to be trained. Um, or else they're going to stay within their childlike – you know, the Bible says, Proverbs 22, 15 – That foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rod of discipline will remove it. So what we see here is that children literally need training. If you just let them go their own way, foolishness is Mm -hmm. to follow. Yeah. So do you think that... uh, Kids will just naturally be able to understand the world and, oh, sure, of course.
0: Yes, (laughs) no, I think, I think you know, the important thing here, and you you wrote as a big heading here is discipleship. You know, we're talking about Mm, training, right? right. We can use those words sort of synonymously, right? Discipleship, training, uh, to to understand that it's not like you're training a dog to do tricks, right? You know, it's not like we repeat, uh, reward, uh, repeat punish, repeat, reward, repeat, punish. You know, it's not It's not that you're doing that. That's behavior modification. That's right. The thing that we're talking about is discipleship, helping our children to grow up. What does it mean to live in God's world? What is our place in God's world? How do we live to bring glory to God, you yeah. know, and, and honor him? And how, how do we act knowing all of these things? Yeah. And so I think it's really important. This is way different. From uh, cultural parenting, yeah. you know, because the the cultural parenting model is we are to grow up to be happy, well adjusted, successful uh, individuals. And so, right. if I raise my children and they are happy, well adjusted, successful in life, meaning that they have a good job, they have a family, they have money, then I have done a good job as a parent, right?
1: Yeah, that's that. That is a very popular. Way of thinking about success as a parent, and and that's where we have to really step back and ask ourselves, like, what is the goal for us in parenting, and and what what do we really want out of our kids uh, for obedience? And I think when you when you start asking those questions, you better well, you, be prepared to see some some of your own sin. You well, know? you have
0: to ask, what do I want before you ask, what do I want? What am I? How am I going to? Uh look at obedience, you have to ask, what is my overall goal? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we yeah. talked about this in some of our other podcasts as well. But for the Christian, the goal should be, I want to raise my children to to glorify, to mm-hmm. know and to follow God. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, you know, and if we would do that, um, we would allow God's spirit to move in their lives. And right. that would mean that maybe, maybe they do um, go to college, get a job, and do the things that look successful by the world standard, but they're not doing it for those reasons. right? Or it may be that they become a missionary yeah, and yeah. go and, you know, maybe they live an unconventional life, but it honors God. That's right. And so I think we have to be prepared to say, what does God want for my child? I yeah. am a steward of this life that God has given me. Yeah. It's, not my, it's not mine, it's God's. But he has given it to me for a season to pour into as a parent. And so I'm going to help disciple them. And then part of that is obedience. It's trying to teach them what obedience is, why we need to obey. Here's the thing. I think a lot of Christians, sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I think a lot of Christians shy away from obedience and they want, they want to say, well, well, God is all about love and God is about grace and and that's true. We're going
1: to talk about that, but yes. But God is
0: also about obedience. Right there is a law that God has given us. And Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the law. I came right. to fulfill the law. So there is an expectation that Christians are to obey God. That's right. Obedience is not legalism.
1: Right, right. And that's the point behind this, this first thing. When when I say parents have to train their children, it's because children need to be trained for, for their own good. Like Like, it, the Bible tells us that it says, when it says foolishness, okay, foolishness is not just like, well, I wouldn't do that. No, foolishness is something that causes Mm self-destruction. So what it's saying is, we all, all of us, like, anyone listening to this, either everyone has been a child at some time and, and we all had foolishness bound up in our hearts because we were children mm-hmm. and we literally for our own good in order to avoid self-destruction. Again, it, it, obedience is don't touch that. Like why let me live my best life. Okay, fine. Burn your hand off. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that is not good for children. What children need is to learn
0: obedience well, this goes be, back to, to be trained from foolishness. This goes back to the very first sin in the garden, exactly. because God said, "This is for your good. I am putting this this law into place. It's for your good and for my glory." Yeah. And man said, "You're hiding something from me. You're not mm-hmm. allowing me to experience all or they the fullness." That lie, yeah. Right. They believe the lie from Satan that you're, you're not allowing me to, to experience all that's out there and I have to do everything and experience it all. And we got exactly what we asked for. Yeah. We
1: got to experience it and it's terrible. It's terrible. And, and, that's, so, that's and so that's what you're trying them. to
0: do with your children is to mm-hmm. say, listen, I'm giving you these parameters because I love you, because God loves you. And that's he's right. trying to put these things into place for your good and for his glory.
1: Well, very similarly, the next um, principle is that parents have to faithfully equip their children for life. And it's, it's very, very similar. But, but without proper guidance, kids, all of us, grow up to be adults. And if they haven't been matured emotionally and spiritually – out of childhood, mm. then they're simply going to be children in their physical adulthood. Yeah. And so you see that with Proverbs 22, 6, and it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. And, you know, Pastor Allen has preached on this a few times. And one of the things he has brought out is the fact that some people translate this in not just train up a child in the way he should go, but if you train if you train a child the way he would go, Then he will not depart from it when he's old. Essentially, it's if it's 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 saying if you let a child whatever trajectory you let the child take, that's going to be their trajectory when they're in their um, adulthood. Mm -hmm. And if we are not doing that, we're going to allow. And this is something I joke about, but it's true. I talk to the high schoolers, and I'm like, hey guys, you don't want to you don't want to grow up and become an adult high schooler. Mm. You know, people live out live like they're in high school still because because some of us. Um, you know we're never equipped to be adults mm-hmm. to live adult faith, adult lives faithfully and to live for Christ faithfully mm-hmm. when we were children yeah and so because you know because obedience is important to well and that i think if aspect. you don't
0: if you don't invest in your kids early and often then you know what happens is and, and this has happened to me and i'm sure it's happened to you a parent comes to us with an older teen yeah, or yeah. or a young a young adult in their early 20s or late teens and they're saying I don't know I, I don't know where I went wrong I don't know what happened my, my kid is doing this my kid is doing that they're not walking with the Lord they don't care about spiritual things and that parent is not invested. Now, now sometimes there are parents yes. who invest, so I'm not I'm not speaking to them. Right. But the, there's oftentimes, yeah. many times, the general reality is. is you've not invested in your kids spiritually. Mm-hmm. You've not made spiritual things a priority in your household. You've made other things a priority, and now you're coming very late, too late, honestly, right. too late. And your uh, children are far, 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 far from God, and. All we can do at that point is pray. Yeah, that's all we can do. But early on, if you would zhoop, 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 rewind right. back to the beginning, right, start investing in your kids spiritually early on, and they will grow up in that way.
1: Right, and so we we'll get to some of those earlier um, kind of phases. But you know, there are still things that you can do. Um, but but like you said, Brian, I think that's true. You know, prayer is always your first, you know, your first resource, mm-hmm. and it's funny how quickly we forget that. But uh, there are times where it becomes th- more and more the only mm-hmm. <laughs> resource we have. Sure. Um, and so, so we have to know that we have to be equipping them, mm-hmm. and then. But thirdly, we parents need to follow God's example. Mm. What's great about this is um, God. Represents himself as a father because mm-hmm. he is one. Um, he has the Son eternally, Jesus Christ, who is who has and always will be God's Son, and He created us to be His children, and then um, redeemed us through Christ to be adopted yeah. as His Son.
0: He didn't have to give us the imagery of family, but he did, right. and I love that because he's saying that we are we are all adopted into this big family with one heavenly Father, and so. Yes. I love that in the sense that um, you know, it's like we are spiritual orphans. Yeah. And there's a there's a, a dad who adopts all of us and brings us into his his glorious house and, right. and brings us into all of the love and all of the inheritance and everything that that we so don't deserve, but what he gives us. And so I love this imagery. And I think this is something that that parents can really Grab onto. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can understand. God and his and his fatherhood and his love for his people because I have children now.
1: Well, and you know, he he takes the great thing about this. Is he's not just a dad who adopts you in and is like, here you go. Here's all the stuff and you, you got it. He takes an active role in shaping all of his children. Right. Listen listen to Hebrews 12 um, verse 7 and then verse 10 through 11. It says, it's for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? Verse 10. For they, disip- they disciplined us for a short time as they seem best to them, but he, God, disciplines us for our good so that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful. Uh, that's why this is a controversial subject, right? It's not fun, but but it seems sorrowful yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Think about that. Holiness, peaceful righteousness, these are all the things that come from um, being disciplined, being trained to be obedient, and it comes from the love of God for our good. Mm-hmm. And so, we as parents, we should want similar things, right? Well, if
0: if I love my children, I want to teach them to obey. I want to teach them uh, that there is authority in the world, you know, and primarily I am their authority as mm-hmm. their parent, but. Mm-hmm. Even as we go out into the world, I'm trying to help them understand that you'll always have authority. Number one, there's God's authority, but mm-hmm. then there's governmental authority, there is civil authority, there is, um, you know, when you when you work, you have authorities over you, you yeah. know, and yeah. parental authority is just is just part of that as well. Yeah. And so you're helping them to understand the way that God has designed the world, and that you are teaching them that there are rules, there are structures, there is a, a way in which we are to act to fulfill our place in society and to fulfill God's law. Yeah. And if we don't obey those things, that there are consequences. That's right.
1: Yeah, we're going to, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. We're going to get into a lot of that here in a second, but one of the things I want to drive home, um, as we're about to get into how do we accomplish obedience, um, but Parents, we, we need to understand that if we're trying to be like the true father, the true parent, um, our our heavenly father God, then what we want, we want our kids good and we want their holiness mm. and we want their peace and we want their righteousness. Like all the other stuff, everything else is 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 secondary or maybe even tertiary, like maybe even like not on the table. When it comes to wanting their good, your parenting, seeking their obedience, is not so that you can have a night to yourself, mm-hmm. right? So you can just relax. And I'm talking to the choir. Or I'm talking to myself. Like it's not just so you can relax on the couch. It's it's you want them to obey for their good, so that ultimately they will receive God's holiness, peace, and righteousness through Jesus Christ.
0: That's well, really ultimately, what we want. yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> if you want your children. To just leave you alone, you're just going to give them everything yeah, that they want right. and spoil them, and right. then they'll be terrible individuals as they grow up. <laughs> that's so A true. bunch of uh, veruca salts, you know.
1: <laughs> I want so
0: it true. now, Daddy. Yes, that's right. But if we <laughs> really didn't turn out well, you no. Know, if we really care, we're going to raise our children in the love and the admonition of the Lord, because that is what God has called us to do as mm-hmm. parents. Number one, we are called to do that as Christian parents. Yes, yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's just put that out there. Number two, it is what we should do as Christian parents. Right.
1: Well, that's great. That's exactly kind of where we're going. This this question, next one. So that was like why. So biblical principles for why obedience is necessary. Now biblical principles for how obedience is accomplished. Um, you know, we're going to talk about these ideas of discipline and grace. Um, the first thing is that parents have to teach. They have to, We have to teach our children that obedience is really about obeying God. Mm-hmm. We have to teach them what obedience is about. And the Bible's helpful. You know, the Bible tells children to obey. Uh, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, and this is quoting, you know, Deuteronomy and Exodus. It's quoting all over the place. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. That's God saying, hey, kids, obey your parents, because that's how good things are going to come to you.
0: Isn't it interesting how God is saying, okay, in the in the order of the Ten Commandments, it's like, uh, you know, honor the Lord your God, don't mm. have any other gods, keep the Sabbath holy. You know, he's, he's listing these things about how we worship him. Yeah. And then he says, oh, honor your mother and your father. Yeah, And if you do this, it says, honor your father, father and your mother so that it may go well with you in the land I'm providing, meaning that... If you don't do this, it will not go well with you. Yeah, There is an actual physical benefit and a consequence to honoring your father and your mother. And I never understood this as a child. I, I, I never understood sort of the why behind right. all of this.
1: Right. And I think helping our kids understand the why. I know for me, I know maybe not every kid is like this. I know for me, I wanted to know why. You know, And if you have a little kid, like they're asking you that question a lot. If they know why to obey, because because God, first of all, God who created everything wants you to and because it's going to be good for you. And if you help them see that, that's the first step to helping them actually obey. Right. Like you're gonna have them obey better when they know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, I get that. Okay, you know, and, and I my kids, I'm trying to help them understand, like when you obey, you don't burn your hand, or when you obey, good things
0: end up happening. Right. And it's not just so I can right. look good as a parent, it's because I'm trying to understand that that you're you're I'm trying to raise you to be someone who is self-sufficient on their own, yeah. able to follow and obey God that's, as you get on your own. That's exactly right. right. And so that's that's next. But well, in what's that, the next one? well, in that, parents, we must discipline, we must correct our children. And yeah. this is so hard and so controversial. Like I mentioned, many parents over-discipline and many parents under-discipline. We've got to find a way to find the correct amount the right way to discipline.
1: Yeah. And you know, there's freedom in how to do this, I think. But listen listen to Proverbs 1324. I'm I know parent like if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you're hearing this, this is what the Bible says. This is what God says. He who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. Now exactly how that works out, the Bible does not say you must, you know. Beat your child with a rod this many times. No, but it does say, if you love him, you will discipline him diligently. How that works out, that that is something that we can have grace and and talk to each other and have disagreements on. But you cannot be a biblical loving parent without some form of discipline.
0: Yeah, I think you know we, some people take this literally, like you right. must use a rod to, right, right, to right. discipline your child. And um, I, I don't know that we can make, I don't know that we can make that leap. I think the important thing that Scripture stresses across the whole breadth of Scripture is the idea that we are to discipline.
1: Of, of, yeah, of and correction.
0: Our, and I believe that there's freedom. If you have a personal conviction that you will not spank your child, Right. Okay? I, I personally don't have that conviction. Right. But if if someone prays and it would offend your conscience to spank your child, then I am fine with you not spanking your child however what i'm not fine with is not having some form of discipline some form of corrective measure to let your child know that um that that what they're doing is wrong and the reason and, and i think the reason that most parents don't um I think some parents have an aversion to spanking is because they've seen it done so horribly yeah, wrong. Yeah. And I think we even addressed this in a, in a, in a podcast about disciplining so. your child mm-hmm. and, and how we talked about rebuke and reproof right. and we went through the steps. So it's not like you immediately, like your child does something wrong. Come here.
1: Right, right, right. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's steps to this. Well, and and yeah, so I we're think if you talk if, a lot about that. Okay. And if you do this in the, in the proper way, it's not, it's not abuse. It's not. It's not something that. I think that's where parents make the leap to, yeah. and they say, well, "I'm never going to spank my child because that's that's child abuse." Right. And I think if you see it in a loving Christian way, you you won't think that. But if you still do. Mm-hmm. then yes. the point is you must have some form of discipline because if you don't discipline your children in any way, if you just say yeah uh, I'm going to when my child disobeys I'm going to redirect or I'm going to distract or whatever the you know there's all right. these different things this
1: gentle parenting stuff, right yeah. if
0: you don't point out hey you have willfully disobeyed what you're supposed to be doing at this moment, then they're never going to understand what what true obedience is.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's going to be bad for them. I I always use the example of of like um you know growing plants and there's certain plants who that if you let them grow out on the ground, their their fruit is going to spoil. There's you'll never get good fruit from them. And you cannot let this plant just grow wherever it wants. Mm-hmm. You have to force it to go through the trellis mm-hmm. in order for it to produce f- good fruit and ultimately survive and be a super yeah, thriving healthy good. plant. And so my thing is how what does that look like for you? I don't know. Uh, you know. I'm not your kids parent. I'm my kids parent and you are your kids parent. But what I do know is the Bible tells me clearly that if I love my kid, I'm going to discipline them diligently and I'm going to love them. I'm going to do it well. And so so and we're going to the next part is going to help us see clearly how that's done, but you have to have this as a part of your parenting. And uh, and if you need advice on that, there's plenty of awesome Christian resources. You can talk to people, look at people who have awesome families and you can go be like, Hey, what are you doing? And they'll, and they'll help you out. It's, it's really good to have the church. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the other side of this that helps us and kind of makes it clear, like, okay, we're not talking about just like, you know, beating our children by any means is that parents, have to be patient mm-hmm. and give grace to their children.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. The Bible's yeah.
1: very clear about this.
0: Yeah, if you're, uh, you know, and there's a temptation. I've, I've been there to be the angry, to be angry parent all the time. Mm-hmm. And every time your child does something wrong, or even the the worst thing is if they have, if they, uh, something's an accident. Yeah, yeah. And you just blow up at everything. E- even if it's willful disobedience. Right. You just, you just blow bam. up yeah. automatically. You're, you're. Kind of
1: this explosive <clears throat> Right. Impatient. Yeah.
0: That is so harmful and hurtful for trying to accomplish God's purpose in your in your children. I think that we have to really watch out for that and, and pray for patience and grace with our children. And I know it's a real temptation. I've been there yeah. many times. Yeah,
1: same. And that's that's why we have to hold scripture in our hearts, you know. So Ephesians six, four and Colossians three, twenty-one are helpful. Ephesians says fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Colossians 3:21 fathers do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose heart. Mm-hmm. You know there's this there's this reality that if we are this angry impatient person or this manipulative and overbearing disciplinarian then we are going to exacerbate exasperate our children they're going to get tired. Of it, Or we're going to provoke them and they're going to get angry. And either way, it's going to totally backfire on mm-hmm. us. That's right. And so that's why, you know, discipline and correction are not this, like, extreme control. It's, it's really guidance. Mm-hmm. And so we as parents, uh, we have to watch out that we're not just looking for, again, this behavior modification where they're perfect obeying children because we're not – you know, right? We have to yeah, have good expectations. Yeah, think
0: about how God handles us. I mean, He obviously calls us to obedience, and sometimes the Christians, the 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 circumstances in your life, the hardships you face, are are uh, discipline from the Lord, right? And I'm not saying that's always the case, but I do think that if you're facing a hard circumstance, you need to pray and say, God, are you are you trying to get my attention? Right? Is there something in my life that that I'm not following you? So I, I do think that does happen a lot, and people miss that. Yeah, <clears throat> but. I think that we have to look at God's example and say he's a loving heavenly father. I mean, we give so many great pictures of his love, of his protection. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times in Psalms does he say that that God will protect us? He's our shield. He's our fortress. I mean, God is so loving, so protective. He is the ultimate heavenly father. And yes, he does have to discipline us. Yeah, that's right. But there's also much grace there as well. And yeah. so I think that we have to see all of that and try to emulate that in our lives.
1: Well, and that's a great question. Like, we we hear these principles, but how do we actually make this happen? Mm-hmm. So there's there's these different ages that we've kind of broken up, um, and we'll use these in, in some of these uh, episodes in the series. Um,
0: They're so broad, it's hard, yeah. because we can't sit here and talk about all every age group and right we can't break it down like every year or whatever right, although right. i would like to but we but, can't
1: but yeah so we're gonna have like young children which are babies through pre-k we're gonna have older children kindergarten through fifth grade and then this idea of teenagers you know maybe sixth grade through 12th grade and we'll we'll kind of touch on those here in a second but but we have this paradigm for obedience uh applying obedience to um all of these age ranges ultimately comes down to, and Brian, you kind of came up with this, and um, or at least we were talking through it and you said this, um, consistency consequences and conversation um there is some level of consistency consequence and conversation that is always being applied in different ways to the different age ranges
0: yeah so, that was just me talking and you just picking up on my wisdom my age it was wisdom. great it was awesome it was I accidental was just like, i just immediately was like write this down no it was accidental <laughs> wisdom that's what i have well accidental it came out wisdom.
1: it came out no. it was god given
0: so let's talk about young children here yeah so as we think about this uh, what now you're in the middle of this right my uh, children I've gone through this phase with four children now yeah. you're right in the middle of it so you may give us a fresh perspective on what this looks <laughs> <We'll> like <see>. <laughs> 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 what uh, what are consistent expectations look like for children in this age
1: yeah this is where really the we're trying to understand. What is a realistic expectation for uh, a baby, for a toddler? I think one of the traps is thinking that there aren't expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, But but number one,
0: these children at this age will make lots of mistakes, and I mean by like like accidental mistakes. Yes. Yes. Um, And so I think we have to be very careful. And what is an accident, and what is willful disobedience? Right. And so I ha- I think we have to f- try to discern that as parents. Now, if you say to your child, um, you know, I don't know what, what it could be, um, don't throw your cup on the floor. And right. say they're say they're two, they're three, they're four, you know. And you say, don't throw your cup on the floor. And you rep- and and it, they they look at you. Mm-hmm. They take their cup over to yes. the side. And they hold it open, and yeah. they they're, they're willful diso- disobedience, there, there are, throwing their cup on the floor. I,
1: I cannot tell you how many times uh, we've seen online people who have are dealing with that problem, that exact problem, mm-hmm. or drinking milk and then just spitting it out. Yes, um, and it's like, okay, am I allowed to expect my toddler to not do that? Right. Yes, well, and you I think
0: are. and I think you have to be very patient with them. Yes. in that, and you can't automatically jump to like freaking out or so that's getting angry. that's
1: where the consistency comes from. Right. Because what you're doing is you have to have a consistent so so it's like what are you going to um bring guidance to like, what are you going to simply say no, or say, you know, come over and like take the thing away from them? Or what level are you going to do? What is your, what is your paradigm for consistency? Right.
0: And, and however people feel about spanking or whatever at that, at that age, we would use like a, like a tap on the hand a lot of times. And it wouldn't even be anything that would even like hurt hurt or anything, but just that, That idea that oh yeah yeah, that idea that I've done something Uh tap them on the hand say no we're not we're not throwing our cup on the floor you're not to do that keep your cup on your tray tap on the hand and the kid's just like. Ah, yep, you know, they yep, just they uh-huh. lose it because you are you are now correcting them. You have said what they're doing is wrong, right. and they don't like that. Right. And so, this is something that you have to be consistent in. Though many parents are not consistent with with discipline, they're not consistent in obedience. And if you don't start early, mm-hmm. if you aren't consistent with your obedience with your discipline, then the kids will take advantage of you and they won't learn what this means. That's
1: right. And we have to be careful. We've got to balance this need for... So we have to have reasonable expectations, right? And we have to balance the fact that with babies through toddlers, they literally need your help for everything. right? right. And so you have to have expectations that they are going to grow and get better at things while also having this patience and and grace with them because you you have to know they're gonna mess it up right and there's a different like what you're saying there's a difference between an accident now you have to be careful because when you start telling them like hey that was an accident and, and so, like, it's okay. Then they have lots of we accidents. Have to, they do. They immediately, like, oh, that was an accident. I dropped this on the floor. That was an accident. And that's when you have to teach them that was not an accident and you know better. And that's a lie. <laughs> well, you, like. You like, have to tell them what these things are because they're going to do them right. without knowing what it is. Well, a good
0: example is, like, hitting your brother. That's yeah. not an accident. Right. You know, h- hitting your sibling is not an accident. And so,
1: one of the things we we always say, you know, if you if you choose. So, here's where some of the conversation comes. Mm. And it can be hard. Like, is it even is it even possible to have conversations with these little ones? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we start really young because we want them to before they can understand. We start really young so that they will start to understand. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you choose to hit your brother, you choose a you know discipline,
0: a punishment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: so and they know that. And so I I you know, hey, did you hit your brother? Yes. What does that mean? If I hit my brother, I choose correction, you know, or mm-hmm. I choose whatever. And so they know, and and they're learning. Like I am, I am disobeying, and I'm hurting mm-hmm. this other person. Um, but if there, again, if there's an accident, and this is this is hard, the main thing I think for for parents in this age is to not have too strict a standard. Mm. Because if you do, you're trapping yourself into being you you will not be able to be consistent if your standards are way too strict. Right. You can't mm. you can't be consistent if if you have to punish everything they do because right. they're toddlers. And not, and and they not can't everything
0: do it. not everything uh, you know it's like say they won't share a toy. Right. You know, it may not be that you're that you're right. the punishment may be you can't play with this toy for the rest of the day or right. something like you that. You have to
1: have levels of correction. Right,
0: right. And I think or levels of discipline, levels that's of what I mean. punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Punishment. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that not everything is the exact same punishment all right. the time. Th- those
1: consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. The consequences and, and I you know, it's almost like I even have like repeat stuff. Like if you if you hit your brother, maybe this happens. If you hit your brother again, mm-hmm. then this happens. Right. And then so there's these repeat levels of mm-hmm. consequences that ramp up a little. yeah bit.
0: you can talk to children at this age at especially when they're you know three four five six you know you can talk to them i think you can have conversations and you should right and even though they may not be able to understand everything you, you talk to them in the way that they can understand yeah and the biggest thing i would the biggest thing with this age is consistency yeah it's just consistency. you lay the groundwork for all of the other ages as they as they grow up well, we've got a couple more
1: minutes um, to talk about some of these things. We want to get into the older children and mm-hmm. the teenagers. What, is it, what does it look like to be consistent, have consequences, and have conversations with older children, kindergarten through fifth grade? How is that different from these toddlers? And I know you're in some of that right now. I have yeah. my own opinions, mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah, I think that it's it just begins to get more uh, intense with this age because there is more... Willful disobedience. Yeah, you know, mm. um, you know, this is depending. And, and some kids, some kids are are naturally obedient, right? And others aren't. And I and I don't know why there's such a difference. Sometimes, you know, sometimes kids raised from the exact same parents, you know, some kids are very compliant, right? Others are not, and we have to. Love all of our children, whether they are compliant or not, uh, the same way. We can't favor some children That's and true. not. We can't compare them. You know, why right. can't you act like your sister? Yeah, why yeah, can't yeah. you act like your brother? You know, we have to treat them uh, as 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 their, individuals. As individuals, yeah, yeah. They're not.
1: They're not a a, a group you know, package or whatever. Yeah,
0: I just think, I just think the expectations continue to, to listen, to obey, you know, as they get older, you give them responsibilities in our household. There are certain things that people have to do and, um, you know, you have to, it's just, some of it's like natural consequences. Like for our older children, uh, you know, you have to, you know, they, they participate in washing their clothes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you don't wash your clothes, you don't, you get don't clean have clean clothes, clothes. right? Now the younger children, we help them obviously, but like the older children, like that's your responsibility. We have a family of six people,
1: and you have to let them feel that. Our washing
0: machine is going on all the time, constantly, just like our dishwasher is running (laughs) all the time. Yeah, that's right. So it's like you have to help unload the dishes. You have to help. You have to take out the trash, you know. Mm. And I don't get, I'm not going to freak out if they miss something. I'm going to remind them, hey, I need you to. Remember to take the trash out, you know. And my, my one son has gotten uh, really, really, it's interesting because we've not, you know, when he's forgotten things, I'm not freaked out about him forgetting stuff. I've been reminding and trying to be very patient with him and so he is learning and he's actually setting himself reminders Mm, mm, and our phones are uh are linked and so i'll see a reminder pop up that says uh clean up room nice you know and so he's doing this on his own trying to learn that he won't forget things and so i I, again i I say that just to say that the the parenting doesn't always have to be like you've disobeyed me because you forgot something guys Listen, we never we forget things all the time. Right. Okay? It's not that he willfully sat there and said, "I'm not going to clean my room. I'm going to play video games." You know, he just forgot. And so we're going to help him say, okay, let's manage our time better next time. Mm -hmm. You know, or we're not going to be able to play video games until we clean our room. You know, that may be the consequence. Well, And then
1: there becomes, you know, okay, if this is a repeat thing, well, that's when you can start saying, hey, next time. Mm -hmm. And this is what I think is important. The conversation, conversations are interesting. They have to, the conversation has to come before your expectations And all of that stuff, and they have to come after. So it's like conversation before obedience is expected and and conversation after disobedience happens. Yeah. And so it's this constant flow of conversation, putting my expectation. And that's why these are hard talks, because you have to think through, parent. We have to think through what is really important and what we really expect and then how we're going to respond. Right. If we haven't thought through all of that stuff, then it's going to be completely random. And our kids aren't really going to know well, what
0: to do. And I've been guilty of this, too. Like, you just get frustrated. Like, why didn't you take the trash out? Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, and you just, yeah. you just lose your cool at at the children. And I just think that that's so not helpful to helping them understand. You know, and I, and I try to... I try you know we're talking about chores as the as the example here I try to build into my kids like hey we're we're all a part of this family we have six people live in this house uh, your mom's doing homeschool I'm working you know we got projects on the side we got lots of doing you know, work coaching yeah. soccer we're doing those things we need you guys to help that's help. right because we can't get out of, of the family yeah we can't get all of this done yeah you may have to go vacuum you may have to do this you may have to do that and so I'm giving them sort of the reason behind yeah. that you know there's other examples we could point to with children of this age you know I, I do think that uh, you know, fighting with your sibling is a, is a big one. And this yeah. is one that we still struggle with. Uh, and so we have to give consequences uh, if they are fighting with their sibling. Now, as they get older, we, I've done less and less spanking as they get older. And it's more like you lose your privileges to a, a video yeah. game. Yeah. You lose your, you know, you lose your, um, you know, you have to go, you're grounded into your room for right for the evening or something yep. like that. You know, a lot of what we deal with at this age also is emotions mm-hmm. and like they're, they're feeling out their emotions. They're feeling out, um, relationships, That's you know, right. all these types of things. And so helping them sort of navigate them. And and I always tell my children, like, it's okay to be upset, right? It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to, uh, be sad, but we can't just, our emotions can't cause us to go want to hurt someone else or throw the video game controller across the room you know things like that i think
1: a lot of times our expectations and this this thing that we want to be consistent consistent on we make black and white yeah 100 percent black and white and when you do that you really again you trap yourself into an impossible parenting situation where you either have to be so strict because you in order to be consistent you have to be so strict because of your expectations or you have to totally um nullify what you said and make and make your word completely void right and Mm -hmm. basically they're not going to believe you anymore because you said one thing and didn't do it and so what you have to do is set up yourself with you have to have conversations with your kids right. about what you expect, right. and you have to set that up so that you can actually follow through with it, right. and give reasonable consequences for whatever happens, and uh, and help them with the conversation after the fact as yeah. to why they receive those. Consequences. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. Like I was saying with the example of getting frustrated with video games. You know, my one son gets so mad when he loses. You yeah, know. yeah. And you know, it's like, listen, it's okay to be upset when you lose. I know you're competitive, but you're... You cannot throw the controller across the room. Right. That, right. There's you, you a know, line. Yeah. Now now that you've done that, you are not allowed to play video games for the rest mm-hmm. of the day. And you can try again tomorrow. We mm-hmm. use that phrasing a lot. And I don't believe in long-term consequences. I don't ground my children for... for a, like month. a month, yeah. yeah I mm-hmm. just don't do that because right. I believe that you face immediate consequences. There is grace given. Now, the next day, if we act the same way, right, we'll get right. grounded you again. Get,
1: you, you might get ramped up, and yeah, it, exactly. yeah, it
0: might be grounded for two days. Right. You know, but I believe in so in giving grace, punishment, but then also grace. Yeah. So, so the next day, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm gonna. Right. We're, we're starting fresh.
1: Because again, you don't want to provoke them, and you don't want to exasperate them. You don't want to get right. them exhausted from your from your discipline, but you also have to discipline them. Right. And so that's really important for the kids, and it gets it gets even more conversational. Can I say one more thing real yes. quick? Yes.
0: Uh, with all of these ages, I think we have to build in a biblical expectation in this as well. Talking about the Bible, reading yes. the Bible. Yes. Thank you. You know yeah. that will help them to understand. Uh, some of the why behind these things. So with each of these ages, as it's appropriate, reading the Bible— Uh, You know, having the older kids do regular devotions, you know, being in the word of God that will help them with their obedience. Yeah,
1: that's right. And so when you get into the teenage years, you know, first of all, we've already said if you haven't been implementing a lot of this, um, it can get really hard. But if you have been implementing a lot of this, it can be, it'll still be hard, but it'll be a lot more manageable. Yeah. And it will, would you agree that when you get to the teenage years, your consistency, your consequences Really, all hinge on the conversations, Mm -hmm. like primarily. I mean, there's still real consequences but it it comes down to the the talks that you're having. yeah,
0: I like to think about it as a as a game like a sports game or football game or something like that. You know early on with with little children, you're playing the game for them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah as they get into ch- child age, you're playing the game with them. yeah, you're right in the midst of, of with them and then as they become teenagers and young adults, you're coaching, coaching them from them. the sidelines and That's letting right. them play the game. That doesn't mean you're not involved. that doesn't mean you're not in the middle Sometimes of the them. Sometimes you gotta them. be like, what
1: are you doing? You gotta get you know, you gotta you gotta coach them. Uh, but
0: but I do think as parents, we have a hard time uh, realizing there is a transition that happens right. in the teenage years.
1: That's that's one of my big things. Um, and I wanna help parents uh, understand and I want to keep it in my mind as my kids grow that your kids are becoming adults. Mm-hmm. And if and if you don't want that to happen, then then you're gonna hinder them from becoming adults well and this like, is where the danger
0: uh, th- this is where the 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 um the two extremes come in there are many parents that say well they're they're grown and i've done my job i've right, kept them alive right, till right. sixth grade and now they get to make all their choices and nope. they get to do whatever they want that is so wrong you've yeah. got to guide them and coach them through these teenage years yeah. the other side of it is the helicopter parent yeah and you you just You're heli- still
1: treating them like a toddler right
0: yeah. mm-hmm. right and both of those both of those are, are wrong we've got to find a way to coach to love, to guide, and then also let let their circle of experience, let their circle of, of what they're doing on their own begin to widen. That's right. And give them opportunities in a controlled environment to make good choices or bad choices. Mm-hmm. And when they make good choices, you... You you praise them. You reward mm-hmm. them. When they make bad choices, they're going to get consequences. And you You're have to let them talk, talk feel through that. those. Yeah. You
1: have to let them feel them or else they're not going to realize that this is the way life is. Right. So it's very important we do that. Um, you know, I hope that this conversation has been helpful to everyone. Um, we, we want people to um, have a healthy biblical understanding of obedience, and and I know for me, I want I want to know how to expect these things, to enforce these things with my children in an appropriate way, in a way that God would um, would do, you know, how God would raise my kids, um, because He's given me this task, and so you know, we have got to do this, and it's and it's going to be hard, um, but it's better to have these conversations about. About obedience before they disobey, mm-hmm. um, and so we have to do that. It's vital to have these conversations, or else we we cannot expect obedience. We cannot expect uh, we cannot have real expectation for the good of our children. Yeah,
0: I think all of these hard talks are a part of discipleship, and I think if we would pour into our children as Christian parents ought to, then these things would not be as hard. Obviously, many of these things are difficult because. They're not things that we would naturally want to talk to our children about. But yeah. you know, in other episodes that we're recording, there's a theme that's coming out that this is a product of discipling your children. Yeah, and having these hard talks is 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 hard, but it's necessary for parents. And we must, you know, I, I like to say we must be equal to the challenge mm. that is before us because uh, we, our 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 children and. What, Who they are, what they're becoming, um, what will happen to them in the future is largely uh, what ha- where their childhood is and, and how the parent raises them. Now, I know, I understand that as they grow right, into right. adulthood, they make their own choices and they are responsible yes. for those choices. And parents are not responsible as they make, yeah. if they would make uh, wrong and that. sinful choices as an adult, you you are not responsible for those. Right. But we've got to raise them as as much as we can uh, to know and to love God. And so that when they get older, they will follow him. They will, they will stay connected to, to God.
1: Well, and you know, this can feel so overwhelming, you know, and these hard talks we're talking about hard talks. So yeah, it's going to feel overwhelming. And this is where we have to remember that we have a heavenly father. That's good. And he has, he's had some hard talks with us. It's called the Bible and uh, you know, but they're good talks and all we need to do is cry out to him. We need his help and he wants to help us. Like yes. God wants to help us. Mm-hmm. And so we need to talk to him about what we're going through. And then we need the church. We need other people who uh, this is what I love like you and I we talk about these things. Because you know some of the things that I'm now going through. You've been through some of these things and then I'm able to talk to you about things that like we've both been through but you just need need somebody to talk to mm-hmm. about. We need each other to help each other with the things that we're all experiencing. So parent, don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Um, cry out for help. And and finally, don't grow weary of doing good. Mm. Keep doing good and don't stop and keep crying out for help because the Lord, our Heavenly Father who loves us, um, will supply everything that we need mm. for a life That's of good. godliness. Mm-hmm. So um, we can do this. You can have uh, a, an awesome um paradigm, mm-hmm. uh, biblical understanding of obedience, and you can apply this to the best of your ability, and then you can just rest in the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and then you're just like, hey, thank you, Lord, for my kids. Mm-hmm. So we can do this, and if you need help with any of these things, please reach out to yeah. our church or your church, wherever. Yeah,
0: yeah. email us, uh, f4l at okilbc.org yeah. if you got questions, comments. Or prayer requests. Prayer you know? requests. Yeah. yeah, please reach out to us. Any ideas for uh, future episodes. Uh, we, just, we love hearing from our listeners, and we love that you listen. Give us a review. Subscribe. Yeah. If you know of other people that would like the podcast, please share it with them. Uh, we just want to get this out there. Primarily, we're, we're for our church, and right. for the, our community, but uh, there are some international people that have enjoyed this and people from all around the United States, and so we're thankful, and we just yeah. pray that God would use this to encourage you in your walk with the Lord.
1: Amen. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and
0: we'll see, see you next time. time.
1: Having things at the touch of my fingers, but like, what if I want to go do something?
0: I buy all my clothes at Sam's Club, so I don't know. I don't know where. I other do like Sam's Club <laughs> clothes. I don't, I don't know where other people buy
1: their clothes. I do like. No, those I'm clothes. kidding.
0: We do get a lot from Sam's yeah.
1: Club, but. Uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. Like a lot of my clothes are from Sam's Club. I got a bunch of waffle weaves that I love. Sam's Club. Where do you buy clothes? Club? Sam's Club. Sam's. Ugh. I get a twelve pack of
0: waffle weaves,
1: <laughs> but this exclusive club—it's very posh. Very posh. It's very exclusive. Samuel's Club. <laughs>